I've been a park ranger for over a decade, but nothing could have prepared me for the horrors I was about to uncover. For the past few months, there had been a string of mysterious deaths in the park. People would disappear without a trace, and their bodies would be found mutilated and twisted beyond recognition. At first, we thought it was just a coincidence, but as the number of victims increased, we knew something was amiss. I was tasked with investigating the deaths, and as I delved deeper into the case, I realized that the deaths may be connected to a secret society of occultists who were using the park as a site for their dark ritual. I spent countless nights camping out in the woods, hoping to catch a glimpse of the cultists. But each night was the same. Nothing but the rustling of leaves and the sound of owls hooting in the distance. I was starting to lose hope until one night I heard chanting in the distance. I followed the sound creeping through the woods, trying to stay hidden. As I got closer, I saw a group of hooded figures standing in a clearing, surrounding a fire. They were chanting in a language I couldn't understand, and I could feel the hairs on the back of my neck standing on end. Suddenly, one of the figures turned and looked directly at me. I froze, hoping that they hadn't seen me. But then, the figure pointed directly at me, and the chanting stopped. The other cultists turned to look at me, and I knew I was in trouble. I turned to run, but it was too late. The cultists were closing in on me, their eyes glowing in the firelight. I tried to fight them off, but they were too strong. They dragged me towards the fire, and I could feel the heat on my face. As they started to chant again, I knew that I was about to become their sacrifice. I closed my eyes, hoping it would all be over quickly. But as I opened them again, I realized that I was no longer in the park. I was in a dark, underground chamber, surrounded by the cultists. The chanting grew louder, and I could see that they had a knife in their hand. I tried to struggle, but it was no use. The cultists held me down as they began to carve strange symbols into my flesh. The pain was excruciating, and I screamed until my throat was raw. When they were finished, they left me in the chamber, bleeding and broken. I don't know how long I was there before I was found, but I know that I'll never forget the horrors of that night. The park may look like a peaceful place, but beneath the surface lies darkness that is best left undisturbed. I went camping with my girlfriend, wife now, off the Appalachian Trail in the North Georgia mountains. We camped about 100 yards off a fire road, which we drove up in my truck. I had firewood in the bed of my truck I chose not to haul to the campsite. I noticed just before dark the quantity of firewood seemed lower than I remembered. I thought nothing of it at the time as we were a 45-minute drive from anywhere and was fairly certain there were no other hikers or campers close by. Nearing midnight, I decided to get a couple more pieces of wood. My wife was not comfortable being alone in the woods, so she walked to the truck with me. There was no moon that night, so I grabbed my flashlight. I also grabbed my gun. My wife asked me more than once if a gun was really necessary. When we got to my truck, we heard rustling about 20 feet away in the fire road. I shined my light in that direction and we see a middle-aged man and two teenage boys. They were filthy with tattered clothes, certainly no hikers. There were also no homes for miles. Think the movie Deliverance, the man asked. Yeah, got any sticks? I replied, nope, grabbed the last couple pieces of wood and returned to our campsite. I told my wife within their earshot. That's why I brought a gun. Never saw nor heard them again. Um, my wife and I were 
driving back to our cabin we have in the north woods after visiting friends in town. It was a hot, muggy summer night, but it was cooling down fast, which made it start to get foggy. The road went about a half mile through a spruce bog, then up a hill to where a farm field was on the right. Hardwoods were on the left. I was in my mid-fifties at the time and did not believe in things like what we were about to see. Out of the fog from the farm field, going from right to left, came a creature. The creature was about eight to ten feet off the ground. The best way to describe what we saw would be to say it looked like a person who had jumped off a trampoline and took off with their arms stretched out in front of them with their legs bent. It was upright, however, and was covered all over with fur. It was not a coyote or wolf, but looked like a cross between a man and some kind of canine. Mm -hmm. It had pointy ears and a long snout. My wife later said the head reminded her of, of the ancient Egyptian god with a dog head, but furry. It landed flat on its feet directly in front of my wife's van, no more than 20 feet away. The craziest thing is it landed and jumped like a kangaroo, flying back off into the fog. Its arms were still sticking straight out in front of it. It did not act or look like any canine we know of. We had been going slowly because of the fog. As soon as she saw that thing, she stopped the van. We just looked at each other like, did we really just see that? However, we did see it, and it still freaks us out to this day. Another weird thing is we both felt that it was not of this world. It did not move naturally, and that was just the feeling we got. We don't tell many people about what we saw because the people we have told don't believe or want to believe we saw what we saw. However, I did tell a good friend of mine who didn't laugh because he said when he was a little kid, his father, who was a logger, used to tell him about loggers in the woods seeing Dogman. I'm so glad I found this website. I see that other rational people have seen similar creatures. Like some others, I was with someone who witnessed it too. It must be really difficult for someone who sees one of these things by themselves to try and explain to others what they saw. I want to start out by saying I wasn't there to see it. This event happened three years ago at Yosemite National Park to two new friends of my parents. The couple is from Sweden and only has been living in the United States for two years, but are very active and experienced hikers. Being unfamiliar to Yosemite's geography, they hire a hiking guide. I forget if they were taking a break on the hike or taking a picture when the tour guide fell several hundred feet off the side of the mountain. The wife tries to go down to rescue, parcheck the tour slash hiking guide, but fell roughly 40 feet on loose rock and broke her tibia. The husband has to hike back three hours down the mountain and out of the forest to find help and then bring a rescue team to back to where his wife and the guide had fell at while being very unfamiliar with the national park. The husband and the rescue team found the women and guide right before night fell. Unfortunately, the guide was found dead. I really can't say if the death was quick or agonizing. First let me say that this is a true story. My friend called me to ask if I would stay at his property while he and his wife went back east to care for his ailing mother. About two weeks he asked. I said sure and I arrived on or about 10-10-2004 mid-afternoon. As soon as I arrived they left for the airport and the ants passed for their flight. I was left with directions on what to feed the chickens, goats, and pets. My friends had just moved onto this property a few weeks before. He had planted a large garden, cleared some forest land for a pasture, and etc. At 6 a.m. The next morning, I walked out to the barn roughly a hundred yards from the house to feed the chickens and goats. 
and was surprised to see the goats in the back part of the pasture already as they had been locked in the barn the evening before. As I approached the barn door, I suddenly found the door was open. The wood handle was over my head in height from the ground was in the up position. I looked into the barn and all I saw was a mess of chicken feathers everywhere, bloodly mess also. Not a single chicken was to be found, just feathers, so I backtracked out of the barn. There I noticed these huge human-looking footprints, five-toed and about 16 inches in length. These were leading off toward the river, which was down over the bank through thick timber and blackberry vines. I followed these tracks, which was not hard through the thickets, down to the river. There I was surprised again at finding a huge set of rocks stacked onto each other, about four feet high with some chicken feathers laying about. I was then starting to get worried and quickly got back to the barn, fed the goats, which were not bothered as far as I could tell. That day went by so quickly as I dreaded seeing the darkness of night come on. That evening I locked the goats in the barn, put a padlock on the handle, and settled in for a long night of thinking about what I had found that morning. I had already carried in the firewood enough to last all night and was disturbed at the fact there was no curtains on any windows in their house. Anyone or anything could see inside the house if the lights were on. I left most of the lights off. I went into a back bedroom to email my friend to tell him about his chickens. I was sitting next to a corner window using the computer when suddenly a big, tall shadow walked directly by right in front of the window. I looked into the eyes of a creature roughly eight feet tall. Hair covered most of the body, full facial features were not clear in the moonlight, but was enough to scare me silly. I was quiet, kept the lights off, and heard this Bigfoot walk onto the deck outside. I went from room to room as quickly as I could to watch what he would do outside. I was armed with a .38 special, but no way I would have shot this creature with a small weapon as this. Finally, after about ten minutes he was gone, just walked back into the edge of the timber down toward the river. Next morning at daylight, I was outside looking at these 16 inches tracks, thinking about how heavy this creature had to be to leave tracks that were around an inch and a half deep in rather dry ground. This location is within seven miles of the Oregon Caves National Park, where another Bigfoot was reported to be seen. Several years ago, a friend and I stumbled across a scene from a horror movie. We had been taking weekend surf trips out to the coast over the summer, and one spot we'd been going to, we had a run-in with some locals that left us not wanting to go back to that spot. I spent some time looking at maps and Google Earth trying to find new spots. A large portion of the coast is wilderness where I am, so finding roads and access to the coast can be tricky. found a road that was the access road for an old, no longer active landfill that got quite close. The next time we went surfing, the waves were just so mellow it wasn't even worth getting in the water, so we decided to go scout this road I had found. Found the turn off the main highway, and not far from the highway encountered a gate blocking the road, but there was tracks that went around the gate through the forest. Pretty rough, but our vehicle managed it fine. Continued along this gravel road for another five-ish minutes before we started encountering bits of trash just kind of scattered along and in the road. It was also pretty apparent this road hadn't been used or maintained in a while as the forest was starting to reclaim it, branches and brush, making the road quite narrow. Pretty soon we arrived at a clearing that was the landfill, large unnatural hill with bits of trash poking out of it. The road kept going a bit farther and soon terminated in a turnaround with room for several cars to park. We got out and were poking around trying to figure out how to get down to the water. 
This particular bit of coastline is quite cliffy, and you could tell the forest between us and the ocean was very steep. You could see the ocean through the trees, but you could also couldn't see the shore because of how steep the terrain was. We had our dogs with us, and they found a trail pretty quickly, so we followed them down the trail. Uh, it couldn't have been more than 100 from the car. I noticed more trash all over the place, but it took a minute to register what I was actually seeing. Someone had collected old, discarded children's toys from the landfill and tied them to the trees all around the trail. Some were hanging from nooses, others were tied to trees. They all had their bellies cut open and eyes cut out or removed. Probably 20-30 that we noticed, representing hours of mutilating child's toys. Creepy as F. My mom lives in Sun Valley in one of the last neighborhoods at the base of the Sawtooth Mountain Range. So to give a better idea, it's past Sun Valley Ski Resort on your way to Stanley Redfish Lake area, but a bit before Smiley Creek Lodge. Anyways, the house sits next to the road with a tree line in front of it, and across the way is wooded area with a small river running through it. My husband and I would spend many nights on the front porch with his mom as she doesn't sleep much and occasionally would sleep in the trailer out front and every time you'd get this horribly uneasy feeling that something was watching you. There's plenty of wildlife out there, deer, elk, bears, raccoons, etc. that would come into the yard at night, but this being watched feeling always made you scan the tree. Like something was hiding in the trees, just watching us waiting. The most notable times, it'd be the middle of summer, no wind, and you'd hear the trees rushing and see them moving as if something was moving in them, and we'd see a much darker figure moving about them. Tall Slender, if you ever heard of Slender Man, this is what I can most relate the figure to. The nights, we'd sleep in the trailer. You could hear something tapping on the doors and windows. We'd blame the trees, but the trees honestly weren't close enough to tap like that. And her dog would always run to the same spot in the front yard, backyard and garage, and just start barking like there was an intruder every night. Sometime when you'd go to get the dog to stop barking, you'd hear something in the distance movie off quickly, would try to brush it off as wildlife, but it was always the same places, and it would be the darkest areas, pretty sure the dog saw something we didn't. I've had other experiences with the, the dreaded feeling of being watched or followed and seeing a tall, slender shape amongst the trees, both in the Sawtooth Mountain Range, the South Hills, most creepy experience there, and my own neighborhoods in town. I really believe Idaho is full of cryptic unknown creatures simply because of the emptiness and all the strangeness that Idaho seems to harness. Totally believe you guys ended up camping in something's home and you were not welcome. Glad everyone is okay. Weirdest and creepiest thing I had happened was when I was a kid. I was about six or seven at the time and my brother was about 14 or 15. Now, the crazy thing is... He saw this too. Our family was living in a trailer house with an added room built for my brother and me. Before I had my own room or bed, we would sleep together in the same bed. My father was working from about 10 p.m. to 7 a.m., and my mother was gone to a barrel race for the next day or two. We were laying down for bed at about 1 a.m. or so. We lived in the country with the closest neighbor being about three miles away. Now, there was always stories about weird stuff happening in that area. It didn't help that we lived half a mile away from a cemetery, but that is besides the point. Now behind the trailer addition room, about 20 yards out, is where one of those old-school giant propane tanks sat. The porch light would only go so far and would get cut off from the added room and became pitch black where the propane tank is. You could only see airily by moonlight and with the tree coverage, not much could be seen. 
So we were laying there and started hearing what sounded like someone lightly hitting the propane tank. Just a dong, dong, dong sound. Anyone has hit a tank knows what sound I'm talking about. Anyways, we thought, what is that? So we got up to look at the window behind a big-ass entertainment show for the TV and Nintendo. We looked through the blinds and peeked out at where the propane tank sat. <laughs> and what we saw freaked us the uh, out. All you could see is a silhouette of what looked like a little guy sitting on top of it, kicking his feet back and forth with his heels hitting the tank. Well, my brother pushed the entertainment shelf into the window blinds and made a noise, and it turned its head right at us, looking at the window. We freaked the F out. We both took off running to our parents' bedroom, thinking we would be safe in there. We sat in there for about ten minutes. Nothing happened. Went back to our room, looked at the window again, and it was gone. Then we heard the dogs barking out in the pasture. We went and looked out the other window that faced the pasture. And we saw about five of our big outside dogs hauling ass, chasing something that was out running the shit out of them. No idea what the hell we saw that night, told our parents' dad, said jokingly. Well, maybe it was um, leprechaun. To this day, we have no idea what the hell it was. Still talk about it from time to time. It was the weirdest thing ever. Considering we both saw it, I can rule out kid imaginations running wild. A few nights later, we saw the dogs chasing after something again in the past or hauling ass and outrunning them. It was the weirdest shit and still freaks me out. <laughs> the time was two or three in the morning. I was taking my dog outside so he'd do his job. I heard a gunshot next door. I was wondering why there was a shot. Then it stopped. Mm. Then I heard a rumbling running through some trees. Then the tree limbs were shaking a lot. Then I heard a loud scream. High-pitched sound scared the crap out of me. Then I looked up at a tree. I saw these big eyes looking at me. It was all black. I knew it was something I did not hear before or see. I am sorry to say the place where it happened has burned down. All the trees were cut down. I was walking up a trail about six miles in, and I see through the trees ahead of me a light-colored object in a clearing by a dead tree. As I get closer, the object starts to take shape, and I realize it's a person. As I get really close, I realize the person is not wearing a stitch of clothes. He does, however, have a backpack on. I stop, say, hey, how's it going? He proceeds to tell me about how the deer stole all his clothes during the night, leaving him with only his backpack and a hat. I've known deer to eat holes in people's stuff, even chew on saddle leather, to get to the salt, but this seemed excessive. I offered the guy assistance, but he declined. All I could think about was this guy's got six more miles to go to the trailhead, and he's going to do it stark-ass naked with a backpack and a hat, and that's it. The date was January 10, 2021. It was a cold night with a slight fog outside my hometown of Tunkhannock in northeast Pennsylvania. Many nights I like to take long walks in order to clear my mind from the busy day. I walked on the rural road by this large patch of woods not far from my home. On my right is an old building with two small wooden houses beside it. As I'm looking, I notice movement. Then I see an 8 to 10 foot pale white figure briskly walk across the road from one of the houses to the woods about 50 feet from me. I know I saw something, so I quickly continue forward. Whatever it was, I wanted nothing to do with it, and I now wanted to get home as fast as possible. A minute or two later, I look up. 
again I see this pale figure that is now on all fours but still five feet tall at the shoulder. It is about 100 feet in the woods to the left of me. It had bleached white skin, a bald head, and huge black eyes. It had a human face and body except it looked extremely emaciated and its arms were like super long. It started to sway its body back and forth like a mantis. This is when I ran as fast as I could. I only looked back after I ran for a solid five minutes and I don't believe it had chased me. I was very close to home and I was concerned that this pale humanoid was lurking about so near to where I live. I have no idea what I saw but I know that it was real, not an apparition. I know that you have written a book about these pale humanoids and I wonder if this may be what you described as a crawler. Thanks. My friend was a wilderness ranger in Yosemite and hiking solo for a few days. She slept outside in a sleeping bag and woke up randomly in the middle of the night sensing something. Sat up in her sleeping bag to see a mountain lion staring at her from a few dozen yards away. She yelled at it and it seemed to retreat. The next morning she discovered its paw prints in circles around her. Apparently it was doing some serious pondering on her tastiness. <laughs> 